0: 8.04 on a Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. We are in hour three of the program. It is a very busy hour coming up. Okay, we got to do a soccer report brought to you by CertainTeed. We got to talk to IMAC about the Canucks and Brock Besser. We got to give away a pair, two pairs of tickets, sorry. Two pairs of tickets, Canucks Habs. Tonight, 7.30 Rogers Arena. Not one, but two pairs of tickets. We've also got this grand prize draw at the end of the week. Um, It is going to be the opportunity through the folks at Scenic Rush to drive four exotic cars, a three-hour trip, Squamish and back, Sea to Sky Highway, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, Corvette. So we're taking entries for all this stuff. Okay? I know it's a busy hour. I'm going to lay it all right now. We're going to lay it all out. Okay? First Halford and breath in the morning is brought to you by the Delary family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delary difference today by visiting your nearest Delary Acura dealer today. I mentioned we're in hour three of the program. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell and pound real estate appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and pound. You can do so by visiting them on the internet at Campbell pound.com today. Now the soccer report brought to you by certain teed, the pros choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certain teed pro all the way we have another upset question mark brewing at the 2022 fifa world cup in qatar i say upset because at least according to oddsmakers what japan is currently in the midst of a 1-0 lead on the croatians in the round of 16 would be an upset however japan has already taken care of spain and germany in the string could you imagine that like that is i mean i know the mm. ultimate goal is to hoist the trophy and win it all but to have a tournament where you defeat Spain, Germany, and Croatia—that is, is an all time.
1: Who did they lose to? What was the loss that Japan had? Uh, in the well, you know what they lo- who they lost. I, well, to. they know they lost to Canada. They Just, lost
0: to Canada and Costa Rica. Canada and Costa Rica. Yeah, they, they can't handle the Concacaf. Nothing makes any sense. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know how, but this Japanese team is now roughly forty minutes away from knocking out. The runners-up from yeah. the 2018 World Cup. There's still a lot of time
1: to be We'll played, see how this plays out. We yeah. know that 1-0 against Croatia is not necessarily a lead. That see, here's the, the
0: key, though, is that Japan didn't get the lead really early in the match. Right. Like, like England can, and Canada. Like England
1: and Canada. This soccer report was brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Okay. Uh, IMAX
0: is going to join us in just a second here. As we tie it back into the Canucks, we are giving away uh, a pair of tickets to see the Habs and Canucks play tonight 730 Rogers Arena. To enter into that draw, what we learned. What did you learn over the last 72 hours in sports? Let us know. If you hashtag it WWL and you add a ticket emoji, you'll be entered into the grand prize draw. Now, this other grand prize that we got going, we're going to take a contestant every day this week. We'll end with five. Those five will be thrown into a grand prize to drive four exotic cars. Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, Corvette. Three-hour round trip, Squamish and back. It's valued at close to $1,000. It's from the folks at Scenic Rush. If you want to get entered into that, what we learned, 650-650 is the text line. Add a little car emoji, any car of your choosing, and you'll be entered into that draw as well. If you want to get into both ticket and car, I think you get the picture by now. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Joined as we are every Monday on this show from Sportsnet, Ian McIntyre joins us now on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, I-Mac? How are you?
2: I'm doing very well. I've had a, a weekend of basically lying in the big brown re- recliner watching watching sports. So, pretty good weekend overall.
1: Who do you support at the World Cup now, going forward? Because I know uh, you're Scottish, so you're not going to support yeah. England,
2: are you? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I, I have to admit, and hopefully my Scottish relatives aren't listening, England was my pick. I've never picked them to win anything. But I just, uh, I just think they have so many young players who are unencumbered by uh, all the negative baggage from 50 years, basically my lifetime. That uh, I think England is is going to be hard to beat. But France looks really good as well. Is it is it just me or is there a real chill whenever Mbappe scores? Yes. Like what? Somebody on the team will go over and give him a hug. And otherwise, he walks back to center on his own.
0: Yeah, he is. um, He's not super demonstrative. I've noticed. I think maybe because it's become old hat for him to score five goals in the tournament this far. Thus far, and I had someone reach out to me, genuinely wondering if he. I think the record is ten. It was Gerd Muller of the Germans back in the seventies, and they were like, "Well, could he actually do this?" I'm like, "Well, at the rate that he's scoring, uh, we were talking about earlier, he hits the ball with such venom." So you yeah. you have to kind of appreciate the fact that if you give him space because you're terrified of getting run past because he's so quick, you're also giving him an opportunity to unleash that shot. He is borderline unstoppable right now, I would say.
2: Yeah, a- incredible player. I, yeah. I saw a stat that he's surpassed Pele for most goals, World Cup goals under the age of twenty three. <laughs> he's the second World Cup. He's only twenty three. Unbelievable.
0: Um, so I assume that one of the things you were watching this weekend was not just the Canucks game against the Arizona Coyotes, but all the drama, the latest chapter in it, this time involving Brock Besser and, quite frankly, some awful optics involving the hockey fights cancer night, his father, yeah. the scratch and everything. Um, I'm just curious, you know, as you're, you've, you're on the beat and you're covering this day-to-day, so there's been a lot of instances and moments and body blows, but this one... This felt a little different if only because it was a raw emotion and you could see Besser was hurt by it. And, yeah. you know, if you're not cynical, you're going to say, well, this was just a screw-up by the organization. But that doesn't really take the sting away for Besser, unfortunately.
2: No, no. And the fact that it uh, – the, the key thing that is that it was Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And I know this is <clears throat> going to sound stupid, but I'm going to say it anyways because when has that ever stopped me before? I wondered – did Bruce Boudreau even know? Did he realize on Saturday morning what it, what it would have represented for Besser with his father? It's possible that that he didn't. I, I'm just saying, and again, I know that sounds stupid. Uh, I wasn't there to ask him or anyone, so uh, so I don't know. But it just seemed like such a uh, incredibly tone-deaf move on that particular day. Now, the issue of sitting out Besser, I can I can see that. I, I can understand that they uh, eventually you reach a point where you think that's that's your best way to reach him and and get him to play better, but not not on that night, not on that, not for that game. That was my that was my thought, and, and I'm happy for Brock that he got to play. First of all, I'm really happy for him that uh he scored a goal and played a little better than he than he had been, but you're right it was it was bad optics for the organization on a night where they're you know trying to to shed a light on a lot of people who have suffered and and lost loved ones and and keep focus on this awful. Disease, which takes so many of us every year, and uh, for for Besser to what for about six hours be a healthy scratch uh, on that day was was really not good.
1: I Mac. if the Canucks are successful in finding a trade partner for Brock Besser, what would you expect in a return?
2: Uh, at this point, very little, very little. I I would expect either a uh, a a decent young player or you know a draft pick uh, i i think it's i think it's we've seen it, it's really hard to to move money and i know that brock is a guy at at his age this isn't just you know a dump this isn't just a you know a, a contract that you sign you regret and you, there's no way the player's going to live up to it i mean he could sc- he's he said he wanted to score 30 this year i don't think that's going to happen but he's talented enough he could score 30 next year and the year after uh if he figures a couple things out so uh he, he's he's a player who has value to the Canucks but we've just seen it's it's almost impossible to move money. I mean, the, the Max Pacioretty deal, you know, in in the summer was just to me one of the best examples of it. Here's a guy who's been one of the top goal scorers uh, for a while and and Vegas had to give him away. That that add a sweetener for for Carolina to to take him. And he wasn't making much more than what Brock, Brock is making. So, uh, I think it's really tough to move money and Whenever you're trying to do that, it seems to be uh, you're you're operating from a point of weakness. The Canucks are not in a strong position here to make a good trade, and I think if if they do move Brock, and I'm not convinced that they will, but if if they do move them, I think probably people are going to be disappointed in the return.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the I think the biggest telling point in all of this was the Elliott Friedman going on. The Hockey Night Canada broadcast and reporting that the Canucks had allowed Ben Hankinson, uh, Besser's agent, to go out and try and facilitate a trade. Usually, when that happens, it kind of suggests that things have gotten to the point where, okay, we need, if we're going to move this along or if we're going to try and find you a fresh start, and this is all for this is the best thing for all parties involved, uh, to, to move it over to the agent kind of suggests that the trade market is um, soft, to put it mildly, and that they might need to start one. Uh, putting less and less optimism that they're going to get something tangible in return. And then two, moving from, well, how are we going to make this deal work to let's just get something done because it's becoming not a good situation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the last resort when it, when it moves to that. And I tweeted that on Saturday night, it was my lone observation uh, <laughs> for public consumption. From that, the recliner. Yeah. From the recliner. Uh, I weighed in after about 90 minutes or so. Um, yeah. It, it you only get the agent involved when you've exhausted what you think are all avenues on your own. And and sometimes, you know, that it works. Uh, we saw it with Roberto Luongo. You know, it took, he'd waited for almost two years for a trade and he got, he changed agents and he got Pat Brisson and Pat Brisson, you know, Performed some magic and suddenly Luongo was out and, and going back to Florida. So it does, it can be an effective strategy. But you're absolutely right that it's it's indicative that the team has been trying uh, unsuccessfully to to get a, a deal done. And and normally when the agents involved as well, uh, in fact, almost all the time when the agents involved, it's it's player driven too right if the the player really wants to stay and isn't interested in quote unquote fresh start uh he he's not going to have his agent floating around trying to find a trying to find a team that that wants him so i think it's that would be my other tell in this situation that that brock probably feels like he He needs a chance somewhere else.
0: Well, we'll see what the day brings because the Canucks are back in action tonight. A reminder, it's 7.30. Note the puck drop time from Rogers Arena. It's the Montreal Canadiens in town. Under any other circumstance, we'd be talking about the Habs game, and this is always one on the calendar, but it just seems like there's so many things around this club off the ice that that's where the focus goes. Uh, IMAC, thanks for doing this today. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll do this again next Monday.
2: I will, and it will be a fun game, I think, in some form, because Montreal has surprised people. Bring a lot of speed. We'll see how the Canucks handle that.
0: Yeah, we will in a little bit. Thanks, I, Mac. Appreciate it. That's, uh, Ian Have a Mac- good week, yeah, You too, thanks. That's Ian, thanks, Mac- Ian Ian. McIntyre from Sportsnet here on the Halford and Brush. Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, to Qatar, it's now 1-1 between the Japanese and the Croatians after the Tottenham man, uh, Ivan Perisic, scored for the Croatians early in the second half, so 1-1 there. We might get, might get our first uh, extra time, but now I mean added, I mean little extra time and penalties here. Uh, this is, I believe, the only match so far that's been even this late in it, because all the other ones are pretty comfortable victories.
1: Should we do some what we learns, uh from us before yeah. we get to the listeners on the other side? I will start. I learned that according to Ian Rappaport. Of is he any uh, NFL.com? NFL.com. NFL.com. Uh, he's got sources that are telling him that the Carolina Panthers are expected to release Baker Mayfield. He'll hit waivers when it's finalized later today. Now, a lot of people are going to connect some dots and say, will the 49ers yeah. be involved in this? Uh, I guess it's possible, but <laughs> Baker Mayfield is not a good cornerback.
0: Baker Mayfield would be – he'd go in and he'd be the backup to Brock Purdy. Right. right, I guess that's what it would – because right now what happened is – might be worthwhile to bring him in as insurance. It's not – well, that's the thing is they don't have an insurance policy. You know who the backup is right now? Jacob Eason. Remember him? (laughs) The old Husky? Yeah. And then they just signed Josh Johnson off their practice squad to be the third quarterback. So my understanding here is if you're a team that is completely out of it, like the Carolina Panthers are – and you don't, and you've got a guy that you don't really have a future in store for, which is Baker Mayfield. You cut him loose and he gets picked up and maybe he gets, I mean, who knows? There's, there's very few options. Like I, we had someone text into the Dunbar Lumber text line with actually a pretty good, what we learned saying that uh, the 49ers should reach out to Nathan Rourke, get him in the mix right now. Right. I mean, and I thought about it. I'm like, well, why not? Like you can, that works. I mean, there's a variety of things right now that the Niners are going to have to do just to stabilize the position. And I would not be surprised if Carolina was doing the sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's like, yes, we'll release you, so any of the thirty-two teams can pick you up, but we know exactly
1: where you're going to land. So give us a moo cow on that. Do either of you have a what we learned, H- Alfred? Oh, uh, the dogs. Okay, go, uh, dogs. Laddie, go.
3: We got some drama between nice. Chicago and New York. I saw this. Andreas Athanasiou yeah. is mad at Jacob Truba. Here's the quote from Ben Pope, you guys. Uh, he, he was the one that got the money quote, apparently, from Athenasiou. We don't actually have audio of it. Uh, he's an $8 million man with zero goals. He has to figure out how to do something when he's making that much. If he can't help the team, I guess he tried to hurt guys on the other team. So
0: is having a nightmare season, oh, yeah. right? He's got... So are the Rangers. Yeah. If... There's a lot
1: of lot of talk about maybe they're going to... I know the Rangers fans would love for them to fire Gerard Galland. So, some context, so, though, there was a big hit. Yeah. Truba
3: knocked Athenasiou, Athenasiou down. Yeah. He wasn't hurt, but he didn't like it. There was some fighting afterwards.
0: But Truba's been going crazy lately. He fought yeah. Brady Kachuk, and then when he got – I think he got tossed from the Chicago. He threw his helmet, yeah, and he, he was freaking it. out. Whipped it real good. Was uh, it
1: I – I haven't seen the hit. Was it? Was it greasy? Was it dirty? Because I feel like in the NHL right now that there's so much less hitting than there used to be, and there's so much less, frankly, dirty play. Yep. than there used to be, that guys, when they take a big hit, they're almost surprised. They're like, oh, oh, right, right. Like, hitting is still legal in the NHL. He hits high. That, yeah. And this was a
0: high one on um, Athanasiu as well. Um, I think the bigger issue is that... He, it looked high. It
3: looked like a high. He
0: also took out Jujar Kyra with a huge hit. It's a concussion and then Kyra was back for, for that game as well. So um, the Man, bigger... That hit
1: was fine. I'm just looking at it right now.
0: Yeah, but he's not talking about that hit in particular. It's the it's the lineage of those, right?
1: Terrific hit. Yeah. Don't have your head down in the middle of the ice, guys. Hitting uh-huh. is still legal in the NHL.
3: Right.
0: I think what I'm trying to explain is that he's talking about the Truba body count, for lack of a better term. Right? Okay. Yeah. So well,
3: why is that wondered. your why is that your jumping off point though? It wasn't what do you mean? it wasn't a dirty hit, according to Jason. So why <laughs> yeah, why do you yeah. use that one <laughs> as your jumping off point? <laughs> well, what
1: wait, remember out. when we used to celebrate big hitters? No, I'm serious. We we know a little bit more
3: now about things like CTE and the damage that it can cause. Scott Stevens people are just a little worried. The, well,
1: Lindros thing. Scott Stevens. I, I don't know, man. Him. R- had a big hit over um, the yeah, weekend, I think. And and uh, Justin Bourne, our friend Justin Bourne, I thought made a good point on Twitter. He's like, it's like, guys aren't expecting these hits anymore because they don't happen much, but they're still legal. That was an old school like. That was an old school hit. check. That was. But the guy more and more players Um, I find are are skinning around with their heads down because they're not expecting these hits, and then when they come, everyone's like, That's crazy, that's so dirty. I'm like, No, it's not. So the
0: conversation here, again, just so we're clear, like that hit in a vacuum is one thing. Truva's already been suspended for a high hit on Mark Stone. Remember, he was almost going to face suspension for another one on Sidney Crosby. They're all checking to the head penalties, So that yeah. one... Hey,
1: that, I, I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Like, not all of Trubis' hits. Like, Truba, He's got a reputation now. Yeah, though, he goes high, sure. right? Yeah.
0: So anyway, yeah. the bigger story here for me is that he had a really good year last year. He was the de facto captain of a team that had a pretty good run. Then they actually made him the captain. First time in five years, the Rangers have had a captain. Mm. Now he's gone out and he's played the worst hockey of his career. He's freaking out. Like that's not captain behavior when you're chucking your helmet and you're getting, yeah. a, you know what I mean?
1: That's Jordan Binnington behavior. Well,
0: that's the <laughs> thing is they're talking now. They're like these guys, uh, Trubin Binnington, are the two biggest snap shows in the NHL right now.
1: Well, even Craig Ruby is calling out. Jordan Bennington he's saying like this is this has got to stop like well, it's stupid. stop the puck that's yeah. your job your job is not to clothesline players into the boards just because they have the gall to skate behind the net
0: so the one you're talking about was the one on Zucker right that was the he yeah. stuck his arm out and clipped Zucker in the head and he kind of went down
4: is it safe to say Bennington's the most hated goaltender in the NHL.
0: Oh yeah, I, by, thought you were say, I thought you were going to say most hated player, the most, most hated yeah, goaltender. Yeah. He's um, hated by other goalies, man. I think that tells you. Like, I don't even know who number two. Lot. I don't even know who number two would be. Put I, I it don't have a single Bennington. It's fan. like Bennington, and just... then it's like Bennington residue, and then no, there's a number three. Like, I don't. Yeah. There's no goalie. I, I love team. the people no, no, commenting no saying, saying like
3: Zucker that. was embellishing that. Like, if you see the reverse angle, he gets him pretty good in the face. Have you ever been smacked in the face while moving fifteen to twenty kilometers? Yeah, it hurts. It, 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 it doesn't matter impact. how hard you get smacked. Yeah. When you run into something, it hits your face, it's going to yeah. knock you down. Who was the who was the body check on that he threw a couple of games prior? I forget.
0: Yeah, because that was, that was the thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. just the one hit. It's like Bennington's doing this all the time. And Beru- I'm glad Barube called him out. Right. Because everybody else has. It's fine yeah. that the head coach is like, are you serious? Like, come on, enough man. of this crap. Like, come on. Yeah, because, I mean, it does do, derail the team. Mm hmm.
3: Uh, the exact goal- quote was, uh, yeah. it's got to stop, it doesn't help anything, just play goal, stop the puck.
0: Because it's kind of like, well, the, the connection there is like, Truba's the captain of an original six team that's got high aspirations. Like, they're all looking to him to not be a complete gong show, <laughs> and he has been. And then Bennington. I think the rule of thumb for goalies is, you're not a player, right? You, you don't get to do the things that the players do, because you have special rules that yeah. prevent you from getting hit like the players do. Like that's understood. Lacrosse, right?
3: I played lacrosse. School growing up, a little different. You're legal to be checked
1: if you leave the crease. Right, so, right. Yeah. you threw a bunch of checks. You yeah. were allowed, but nobody complained. But, like that's the. That's... Did you watch the Warriors get blown I out did. by Toronto? That game was in the uh, in the hammer. It was. Yeah. What, do was, they not uh... play at, uh in Toronto anymore? No, they play in, in Hamilton, and they're actually. But they're still be...
3: called Toronto. They're still called the Toronto Rock. You know, right, okay. They play in Hamilton. They play in yeah. Hamilton. what you guys they...
0: are talking about is lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. They were the there.
3: Ontario Rock, actually, originally. So
0: I don't know why they didn't go back to
1: that. name. I but... turned on the TV over the weekend, and, and the boy was in the room with me, and he had approximately 100 questions about what this game is yes. that he's seeing. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I've never picked up lacrosse. I used to ref. Send him my and, way. I can, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I can teach him. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, he wants to be a goalie, too. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'll send them your way. Uh, get your What We Learns in, into the Dunbar Lumber text line at 650-650, the Dunbar Lumber text line, the smart alternative. Visit Dunbar Lumber on Bridge Street in Ladner or Budus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. Uh, I should remind you. That we are coming to you live from the Kintech studio, Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintec.net. By the way, just a little reminder, to those people that uh, like to win things like tickets or um, fun rides in supercars, Yes, Andy Cole likes to decide these things really early on in the show. yeah. Because Andy's a big get-out-of-here-as-soon-as-the-shift-is-over type of guy. So he wants these things organized (laughs) before the show. So a lot of the time, he's picking winners Mm. before 8 o'clock. Yeah. So in some ways, you might already be too late to send in your What We Learned. That's just a little little inside information about how to win tickets and other prizes and giveaways. Andy, he is work-to-rule. 9 a.m. He is out of here. We're already booking guests for like Friday. He's texting us during the show. He's like, do you, do do you guys want a guy from the? I'm like, hey, Andy, I'm trying to run a radio show at right now.
4: I'm already checked out. Him. He's gone. He's,
1: gone. Yeah, he's sure. gone. He's out. He's out of here, <laughs> And that's a- why he's still the best in the business. He, he won't even still, talk to us. You know that. what? He's still the most hardworking producer at this station. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> you're listening to the and Abrupt Show on Sportsnet 650.
3: Time now for Sportsnet
0: 650 traffic from the City News 1130 Air Patrol.
2: Now for my favorite part of the show. What does well, that say? Hey, talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead.
0: 8.34 on a Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. Halford and Bruv Sportsnet 650. Halford and Brough of the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Accurate Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Accurate Dealer today. Hour three of the program brought to you by Campbell & Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell & Pound. You can do so by visiting them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We will announce the winners... Plural, because we're giving away so much stuff here on Halford and Bruff, the best show in the history of radio. It's been said, you're hearing it more and more. Many people have said it. Um, We are giving away not one, but two pairs of tickets to the Canucks and Habs game tonight, 730 Rogers Arena. We'll announce that right at the end of the show. So, A-Dog, you get everything ready. At about 8.52, we'll announce all the winners. Okay, that sound good? We're also going to announce the winner. Now, here's the thing. The Scenic Rush Contest, where you get to drive supercars for three hours up the Sea to Sky Highway. Mm-hmm. By supercars, I mean, like, Ferraris and Porsches and cool stuff that you're never going to get to do in real life. Like, close to a $1,000, this prize package. Every day, we're going to select a contest winner, but they're going to go into a grand prize draw on Friday. Okay. Okay? So, that's what we're doing today. Andy is going to collect... The winners. Of- I'll be
4: doing the grand prize draw at six oh one on Friday. By the way, just yeah. getting He's it out of the way. Of yeah. He's yeah. like, boys, Take I got care of business fast.
0: I got a pile of warm blankets that I need to go get cuddled into. Okay, um, so that's the deal. I think that's everything. Uh, we will now fire up the dot matrix and I'm Jeopardy gonna- answers. Yes, start jo- with that one. Joe Bob writes in hashtag WW. What we learned. I learned on Friday evening's Jeopardy episode that a dot matrix is a real thing. Did you think we made it up, Joe Bob? And it's not just a Halford and Bruffism you guys say to sound funny. You can use it to print off my tickets to today's Canucks game. Cleverly played, well played, Joe Bob. Uh, Laddie also texted this to the group chat.
3: Two crickets, mm-hmm. of course. No, yeah, Andy sorry. went like, "Ha ha." You know, I, I,
0: I, I was a pity ha. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I brought took it all in. I was having a Friday night though. I wasn't sitting around watching Jeopardy. I was like, ha- I was having a night. And uh, I saw your text come through. You eat, eating cheesecake by yourself? I Yeah, I printed out. <laughs> it was a th- at the old 3D. Spaghetti Factory all alone. <laughs> <old. Yeah. laughs>
1: your usual table, Mr. Yeah, Alford? Yeah,
0: we have a bucket of spumoni for you. Just eat it and leave, please. Um, oh, you set up a trough. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, focus. Focus. Uh, tell me exactly what happened here. It was a Jeopardy answer: the Dot Matrix. Did yeah. they make the sound? They, they
3: played the sound okay, effect, the exact sweet. sound effect, and everything. They just they're like this, this old timey printer. This, I don't know what they're talking. And about. So yeah. yeah. nobody type, got it. Was it nobody got it? The
1: type of printer, though, it had to be the title. It wasn't just that's a printer. Yes,
3: it was literally the Dot Matrix
1: <laughs> printer. Okay, it was the answer. Yeah. awesome. Uh, Dave, the Beer League plug. What we learned: Andy sucks. That's be more shit. like regular. <laughs> be more like regular people, and procrastinate. Uh, yeah, all of a sudden, Andy is facing some adversity for the first time on yeah, the Alfred Ruff. and Ruff show. Yeah. He, was, he was kind of the golden child, and everyone was saying, oh, you've brought so much to the program, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Laddie was feeling jealous. Laddie was saying a lot of things behind your back. Laddie's in no back Why in the lead now? now. I'm a bit like Torts. I like to have uh, confrontation in the room. I think it keeps us from being um, stale. stale. and Oh, well, we're pretty stale. Keep, I don't know. It just keeps things. Five yeah. seconds before keeps we go to air. Interesting. It, it was,
3: reminds me of the battles growing up when I had a goalie partner and we were, you know, your friends, yeah. Yeah. but you still want to, you know, rip their head off if you have a chance
1: to take their job. So five that's, seconds that's,
4: before we go to air, bro, like, hey laddie. Did you hear what Andy said yeah. last night about you? He- <laughs> and we're live. <laughs> hey,
1: everybody. You you remember, get, you'll get it for that purple monkey dishwasher. What right. was Andy doing with your wife? I saw them out on the town the other day. <laughs> remember, uh, when,
0: remember when Officer Wiggum fires up the dogs? He's like, I've been poking them, singing off to you. <laughs> 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 Me, my mo. Me, my mo. That's what we're doing with YouTube.
1: Joe Bob with the What We Learned. I, uh, oh, sorry, I read that one. Um, this is the other one that I was going to read. Ben the Aspiring Municipal Worker. Uh what I've learned is that Bennington got called out by a guy that played with Ron Hextall and says, "Hey, you gotta cool it, yeah yeah,
0: so that's Craig Barube, obviously, and see Hextall's was different, mm-hmm. I find because I think people were genuinely scared of Hextall is that that's fair to say, right people, yeah, he was a he was psycho he was yeah, he yeah. was like is anyone actually scared of Bennington? No, no, no. Like he doesn't strike. No. Doesn't Isn't 100... he like
3: 170? <laughs> like...
0: But, like, look at him, right? Well, I no. mean,
3: Hextall wasn't a
1: huge dude. Just I guess he was bigger at the time. Yeah. No, but
0: like, no, yeah, but, but he Hex... had those crazy eyes. He had the crazy eyes. Right, Crazy, that's eyes. It. He has the crazy <laughs> yeah. eyes. I remember when we saw because when Ronald Hextall moved into the executive, and we'd see him, I would see him around at various NHL events, and I was like, he's got some skeletons. So. Guys,
1: <laughs> listen, I know, I know we uh, the the politically correct thing to say is that we know that fighting. um does terrible things to and, and body checks and and we know more about concussions and CTE. But uh-huh. did any of you miss the games when they kick off, like when Chele, when Hextall is going out to charge? Was it Chelios? Brian Prop. And then yeah. what? What? Hit by like, you, like, do you guys? Don't you guys kind of? Don't you miss that? A like, little, little bit of the ultraviolence. Like is what we, you're saying. we see, You miss it? I I miss it when we have uh, blowouts in the NHL. Because back in the day, you'd be like, "Well, it's a blowout, but let's stick around just a long, a little longer because we might get a little fun stuff." So that's right? funny the chaos
4: can be fun, like the Torts Calgary yeah, game is yeah. one of the, the all-time so much memories fun. for me. Yeah. Okay, I think I the NHL
1: it. is is missing. Um, we need more goalie fights. There was we one just on the week We At just won a game. We just yeah. need that uh, rivalry building, and, and 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 maybe this is. Coming from um, you know people complaining about the Jake Truba hit or anytime there's a big hit, people are like that's that's dirty because it's it's a big hit, so it must be dirty, right? Like, well, no, it's not. It's still a contact sport. Well, the, I mean, if you're in in this vein
0: that you're talking about, what's happened here with Truba is actually the best thing for chaos because I I don't remember like you didn't necessarily cross a line, but I don't. There's not a lot of guys that'll call out um, a guy for how much money he's making relative to how crappy he's playing. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he knew exactly what his cap hit was. He's like, that's an eight million dollar uh, a year guy that's doing nothing for his team. So, right. he's, so like, that's great. Like, give me more of that. Mm-hmm. Right. But it all had to start because Trouba's been and Red Wing Ted texted in. There has been something weird with him. I don't remember him being like a lethal hitter in Winnipeg. I it's like, it's like when he got to, New York. he's got a taste for it now, but no, but when he got to New York, he kind of, I don't want to say reinvented himself, but like, he just, I mean, he became a headhunter really. And I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. There's something more at play. And I think it's probably because of the Rangers struggles and his personal struggles, but like for, for what you're saying, for the hate to get ratcheted up, uh, you need more, you need rivalry. You need more things like this. Like the next time that the, the Hawks, and the Rangers play, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually probably going to pay attention to it because I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do to Truba, or vice versa, right?
3: If it's I'm, two consenting people that want to go toe-to-toe, I, I, I still think there's some... We're talking uh, about hockey now, right? The stage <laughs> fight is... <laughs> but I'm just saying, if if, if there's two people that want to fight, then I don't think it's
1: on us. I to don't but, like I, but I'm not yeah, talking, like but but I'm not fight, talking right? about just the the fights. Like, the Canucks have had a bunch of fights this year. To me, it's like, okay, there's a fight. I guess that's mildly interesting i'm talking about when you're watching games and you're like this game is out of control it's getting and, dangerous and yeah. if i'm if i'm if i'm the referee i'm like oh god this could be a long night we don't have those games anymore and i think there's something to be said for them because uh and, and maybe that thing to be said is we don't we won't have those anymore because it's a different game and and i think it's also worth pointing out that Junior hockey has changed so much. So, you get these guys coming up through the junior ranks, and there's no fighting there, or there's less fighting there's cages there. Cages in half. the junior yeah, they're, a bunch of you know. yeah, they're buddies. Uh, they're, they don't, they don't, a lot of them don't know how to fight.
0: They're all playing video games together.
1: I mean, when we saw Pod Coles in fight, I know, I know he's a Russian player, so he's coming from Europe where there's always been less fighting. But that, yeah, that was a guy that you're watching and you're like, Hey, good for him for dropping the gloves, but this is a guy that clearly doesn't know how to fight.
0: Uh, Ryan in Yaletown with a, What We Learned, hashtag WWO What We Learned. Uh, it took less than 10 years for the Vancouver Canucks to top the embarrassing benching of Luongo at the Winter Classic. Yeah, so this is obviously in reference to the best thing. I think we need a homework assignment. Is we need to go back today, and you can in, go in your pile of blankets that I'm assuming have been warmed in the microwave before. Um, we need to come up with a list of the most notable either benchings or scratchings. And I mean like healthy scratchings, not I have an itch scratching because yeah. the ones that jumped to mind right away. Do you remember when Brandon Prust talked his way back into the lineup when the connects were playing the Rangers? Yeah, they were going to scratch him. And then he was like, no, this is my old team. And then someone should have been like, all of them are your old teams. You're a journeyman. None of this matters. <laughs>
1: you've you've played have... on every yeah. team. Yeah. Brandon Prust, we do only played on two teams, right? The Habs and the Rangers.
0: Uh, Flames. He, he bounced around a little bit by the end. Oh, okay. But, hey, point being, yeah. Um, I do. You remember, you remember that though, right? I do. Yeah. He was supposed to be out, and then he talked his way back in, which I always respected. He was a great
1: salesman, that Brandon yeah. Press.
0: Um, Anton Rodin. Remember when Willie dressed him and then sat him on the bench the whole game? Oh, yeah. Against, I think it was against Calgary. Mm-hmm. And they <laughs> he just sat the fact there, that you can riff off so many. He of these is just sat off there. Man. He just sat there so politely <laughs> with his stick between his legs. He's may like, I play, please, coach? Yeah, he's like, I you bet I'll not... get it. I bet I'll get in next. And then the Luongo one. Obviously, that I
3: remember Eddie Lack even felt bad. About <laughs>
0: about that was the crazy. Start. That I mean, in retrospect, that was crazy. He played like it too. He's like, yeah. I, I, I should be here, guys. I should be. Doing was that this. the
1: worst outdoor game in NHL history? It's up there.
3: There's just nothing that happened in it. Like it was, I was there, and but I, there was no reason for it yeah. to happen. Everyone yeah. was
0: like, now they can rekindle the hated rivalry between the Senators and Canucks.
3: Yeah. Everyone that was there was like, why are we here? And, yeah. and by the end of the game, we're like, nothing happened. <laughs> Right, and the,
1: the, and the, that was it, and it wasn't even outdoors. No, but right? kudos, the roof was closed because it was raining. Kudos to Torres. Does it ever rain in Vancouver? No.
0: Kudos to Torres because he made it totally total chaos. He's like, you know what? This game has nothing interesting. Lack, you're going right. Like I was, and that was it. And it just completely altered. I mean, God, like the course of the franchise. When you think about it, now that we've come full circle, and Loang goes back in the Ring of Honor, right?
1: Uh, from Wes, what I learned the past 10, seventy-two hours is Canucks communication. Um, has not improved under the new management.
0: I think it's fair to say.
1: Yeah, the communication, and we brought up a couple points, Um, and you could either say this, like, truly communication between the team or the communication outward. I think it was a mistake to announce Luongo going into the ring of honor the night or the day that he was going to be honored for the Hall of Fame. I think that was a major mistake. I think that put unnecessary... Negativity around a night that was supposed to be just about Luongo and the Sedins yep. going into the Hall of Fame to the point that Luongo had to address it, right? Uh, unintended
0: I mean, consequences, but consequences uh, nonetheless. Yeah, and, yeah. It sh-
1: and and someone should have seen that. Yep. And someone should have been in communication as soon as they heard rumblings about Bruce Boudreaux potentially Scratching Brock Besser on hockey fights, cancer night. And maybe that's what did happen. I mean, there's a pretty good conspiracy theory to throw out there that mm. Dakota Joshua was perfectly capable of playing in that hockey game, and they came up with an excuse to get Brock Besser into the lineup. If you were a cynical person, you'd if, think that way. If, if you if were a cynical person, I would person, have to put myself that. into the shoes um, of a cynical you got
0: one? Okay. person. Okay, I got one too.
1: Um, Marcus and Gibson's. Yep. I've learned that when you think it can't get any more dysfunctional for the Canucks, they always prove me wrong. Here's what I think.
0: I genuinely I I've thought about it a lot last night because I was like, I don't want to be that guy that's either trying to dive headfirst into a conspiracy theory or be too cynical, even though that's kind of my nature. Um, I genuinely think, and the numbers probably bear this out, that Boudreaux is just a guy that's so siloed off and laser-focused on just trying... I'm not even saying winning, just trying not to lose. Yeah. Like, just don't lose hockey games. And it's funny, because Drance, who, uh, Drance Adalto did a good job of reporting this out. Go read their piece of The Athletic. He's like, go look at how badly Bruce is playing the wheels off their top guys right now. Mm -hmm. So, Saturday, against a lowly (laughs) Arizona team that you should be able to beat. They're not good. Miller plays 25 minutes, and I know it was an overtime game. Don't get me wrong; I know the. But Miller plays 25, Horvat plays 24, Mm -hmm. PD plays 22, Quinn Hughes played 30 minutes. Yeah, so I'm like, oh yeah, he is playing the wheels off these top guys. He's desperate to get wins and he's desperate to get results. So, if he's saying, well, you know what, if I'm I'm willing to go to these extremes, then I got to do it in the reverse as well. Like the guys that aren't pulling their weight, I got to make a statement. I got to say it's not acceptable. Uh, Bester's not playing well. He makes the decision to scratch him, and then it blows up because I don't. I think again, existing in this very narrow focus of what do I got to do to make sure my guys at least get a point out of the next sixty minutes. He didn't take the big picture into account. I think that's kind of how it went down.
1: Daniel and Campbell River. It's very on brand for the Halbro Show to offer a contest with supercars and getting tickets. Yeah, yeah, clever, eh? I didn't that's even think fair. about that. Yeah,
0: you could do it the reverse, but.
1: That'd be cool if they if you were speeding on the sea to sky and they gave you Canucks tickets.
0: <laughs> they pull you they,
1: up. There's your punishment. Yeah, you better like, show up. He's I'll like,
4: take the $6,000 dollars
1: fine. Yeah, days. You know what?
0: <laughs> just give me, the, just, just give me the, the ticket. I'll take a 24-hour. Like, I don't want to go to the game.
1: Unsigned uh, what we learned, the yeah. Oxford Dictionary word of the year is goblin mode. Which is two words. But which anyway. is two words. As in, Andy goes goblin mode on Sundays. At work, drinks. Um, so, goblin mode. Oh, I've actually, Sunday. yeah, I've actually never heard of this. I it, didn't. They told. They explained it to me earlier.
0: I hadn't heard it. Either. We had to
3: tell the olds what it meant. So, tell
0: me and the listeners what goblin mode is.
3: It's essentially when you give up. Like you, you, you have no attempt to make yourself look uh, good the outside world uh, how about you I you just re- live read it. A... Is,
0: this, uh, uh, is it gender uh, neutral or is it mostly for like single dudes that are like oh this is fine I'll, I'll eat it it's if more useful for that, that for okay. sure but uh, I, I would say it's gender neutral here Things I'll, I'll,
1: I'll read the Oxford uh definition here yes. a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent lazy slovenly yeah Or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. So it's like ordering a crazy amount of McDonald's. Would that be... I'm going goblin mode at McDonald's today.
0: And then lying there in a sea of your own filth and wrappers. Right. Right.
3: That's goblin mode. And sweet and sour sauce, just... Right,
1: Like wear, yeah. Wear, wear, yeah. wearing the Big Mac boxes as shoes yeah. Did I ever tell
2: the story of <laughs> the time I ordered so
4: much McDonald's in the drive-thru Somebody walking across the street was like Damn! <laughs> 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 I'm not making this up It actually happened Me and a buddy, we were like 20 years old Boy, uh, we we've been having a night, let's just say We pull up in the drive-thru And I must have spent like 5 minutes Munching out, ordering my meal yeah. And uh, at the end, very end of it There's a bit little pause And some guy walking across the street Just hears it through the voice box He's like <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> you, had,
1: you you actually had to ask uh, the cashier like, Have you got it all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, he just sped you up and sure drove away at Yeah man,
4: I want it all Come on, Peeled out
1: due to embarrassment I'm out of here uh, uh, Read from Vancouver what we learned If people don't like 29 year old JT Miller At 5.25 million I have terrible news for them <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's going to get older And he's going to get more expensive Which brings me back to the point that I mean, I never thought they should have signed him to an extension, and I think if they can get rid of that contract, they should do it. Uh, just I, And these are the types of moves that PR-wise you might look and say, like someone texted and said, well, no one's ever going to trust you know, the Canucks to sign them to a long-term contract anymore. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about that. I don't mm-hmm. care about what other people think. The way you'd sell that is we rewarded this player. We gave him a big contract. He's still going to get that money. He just didn't, you, you could say, hey, he didn't really live up to his end of the bargain the way he was playing defensively and with the puck management mistakes. And also, we had to make the decision that's best for the team going forward.
0: Okay. Um, we're right up against it for time. We still need to do the giveaway. But before, so, Andy, get all that stuff ready for the giveaway. You're, you're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about
4: we just read them all you want me to just list out what we No,
0: in just, a second. just list them at the end of the in, show yeah at the end of the show list the winners sure. uh, i want to throw to laddie because you say you've got some more from Frege who of course is going to be on the merrick show in like eight minutes so yeah. stick around for that frege has got more from the 32 thoughts podcast on the besser situation yeah so
3: he just put it out about an hour ago and so the, the stuff coming out of it is a lot about besser and uh, just more details on what's happening he he calls it the tip of the iceberg. So the Besser thing is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, more news should hit once Demko returns. He feels like that might be a big yeah. turning point. Uh, he also says Besser was mad because no coach told him face-to-face that he was going to be scratched for the game. I wonder.
0: Oh, so um, he
1: just came in and he looked at the, the lineup and he and is like, uh, I noticed my name is missing from yeah. this board.
0: He, yeah. he he referenced that. He said it's, it's tough when you go and you look at the whiteboard and you're not on it. Right. Um, that was Besser, of course, talking about that. Uh, I th- I'm i going to be... Yeah, sorry. There's also You're, one more point. Yeah, yeah, what? Uh,
3: he says that a Besser trade would indicate the start of a dismantle yeah. for the Canucks. Well, I wondered if this... Finally.
0: I mean, when we said we didn't want to connect everything that happened over the weekend and be really cynical about it, the cynical part of my brain, which is most of it, um, did wonder if this was to like fast track a divorce, like how do you get divorced quickly? I got a couple of ideas, but th- yeah. this is where you just sort of say we're done <laughs> sitting around. We're going to, I mean, it's hard not to think that making Besser a healthy scratch and then having this come out with the agent being able to facilitate a trade yeah. isn't somewhat related in terms of let's just get this going, let's expedite this process a little bit.
1: Uh, what we learned on sign text is when Bruff tries to use soccer lingo such as a dower performance, yeah. it's as painful to experience as watching the Canucks break out of their own zone. You're good. That's from soccer lingo. You say the they went aspiring, Goblin mode. Ben, the aspiring <laughs> municipal worker. I actually read in the BBC yeah. um, on their website they called that U.S. American game a dower performance. It was a dower. It repair. was a dower performance. Yeah. Yeah, I felt dower. It was a dour experience watching that.
0: We um, we're gonna try and bring a little bit more of the soccer jargon, but as soon as the World Cup's done, we have to drop it. Like we can't use this in like the context of hockey or right. like, the NFL or anything. Mm. Right, like the Canucks' defense was at sixes and sevens on that one. Yeah, like that one yeah, too. Don't do that. Okay, A Dog, your turn. Tell everybody about the winners of the two pairs of tickets for tonight and uh, the room room car contest. The, one, the ones I picked
4: yesterday. You mean? Yeah. We're right. right now getting ready for bed. <laughs> uh, Dominic and uh, Wes won the tickets to the Canucks game. Hey, this congratulations so to congrats, you both. guys! Seven thirty puck drop, and a Daniel in Campbell River. You're entered in to win the Zoom Zoom contest. A Daniel.
1: All right, we're all gonna go back home rush. and. Enter goblin mode. Yeah. <laughs> Some say we my, my never day, left. My
0: day to day life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, we do have to go for now. Thank you all for listening. It's been a fun Monday. Stay tuned. Don't leave this station because Merrick's coming up next with Freedge. And I got a feeling we might get more right off the hop on the Brock Bester situation. But for now, we got to peace out. Signing off, I have been Mike Halford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been A Dog. He's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 615.